Heilman v. Cahoon, 2024, ARC App 72. The Arkansas Court of Appeals affirmed a ruling that made changes to a visitation schedule, but in doing so said this was not a change from joint custody to require showing of a material change in circumstances. The change in visitation schedule was necessitated because the father moved to work in Kentucky with time there and in Arkansas. Chief Judge Harrison, writing for the majority, explained, quote, In August 2017, the Poinsett County Circuit Court entered a divorce decree that incorporated the party's property, child custody, and support agreement. Pertinent to this appeal, the agreement provided that the parties would share joint custody of their two children, MC1, two years old, and MC2, one-year-old, with Cahoon having primary custody and Heilman having secondary custody. Heilman would have the children every other weekend, 6 p.m. Friday until 6 p.m. Sunday, as well as overnight visitation every Tuesday and Wednesday from 5 p.m. until the children are returned to school or 9 a.m. As to summer visitation, the parties agreed to alternate weekly throughout the entire summer. In August 2021, Cahoon petitioned for a modification of the custodial arrangement and argued that there had been a substantial and material change in circumstances since the entry of the divorce decree. Specifically, Heilman is working and living primarily out of state, which prevents him from exercising the custodial time that he was awarded. The back and forth required when he is in the area has been and will continue to be detrimental to the children. And Heilman is unable to support the children, as evidenced by his failure to pay child support as ordered. Cahoon also alleged that Heilman was in contempt of court for failing to pay child support, failing to pay the required amount of alimony, and failing to provide health insurance for the children as ordered. She requested that the court modify the prior order and grant her full custody of the children and a judgment for all arrearages owed. The circuit court held a hearing on 4 April 2022, at which Cahoon explained that the children are now 7 and 5 years old and that things had gotten more difficult with consistency and stability for them. In July or August 2020, Heilman, who is a surgical technician, started traveling for work, and Cahoon agreed to work with him on scheduling. Heilman works primarily in Lexington, Kentucky, which is approximately six and a half hours from Jonesboro. His work contract changes every three months, and the always changing schedule caused difficulty for Cahoon and her current husband because they could not make plans. She asked that she be given full custody during the school year, but agreed that a week-on, week-off schedule could be used over the summer. Cahoon did not believe that a week-on, week-off schedule during the school year would be best for the children because it takes the children several days to get back into the routine of each household. End of quote. Visitation. In the hearing, the trial court heard testimony that the parties had typically worked together on the visitation, but the work in Kentucky now changed things. Quote, According to Heilman, he and Cahoon had never followed the custody schedule prescribed in their divorce decree because it was hard on the children. His work schedule was tailored to Cahoon, and they just kind of worked around each other. Exercising his custodial time had been seamless for the children, and he and Cahoon had worked really well together. On cross-examination, 
He agreed that it would be a hardship to exercise the court order as it currently stands, specifically the Tuesday-Wednesday custodial time, and that he didn't want to. End of quote. The circuit court ruled that there was no change in joint custody, but modified the visitation schedule. The court ordered, quote, Two, the court finds that there has not been sufficient evidence to overcome the presumption of joint custody, and therefore the joint custodial arrangement shall remain as is with the defendant, Ariel Cahoon, remaining the primary physical custodian, and the plaintiff, David Heilman, being the secondary custodian. Three, the court does find that there has been a change in circumstances sufficient to modify the party's custodial schedule due to to the defendant's out-of-town work schedule and the fact that the children are now of school age. Due to the children's need for stability and consistency, the party's physical custodial schedule shall be as follows. During the school year, the plaintiff shall have his custodial periods with the minor children from Thursday afternoon when school recesses until Monday morning when school resumes on the second and fourth weekends of the month. After school recesses for the summer, the parties shall alternate weeks on a seven-days-on, seven-days-off basis. Holiday visitation shall be exercised in accordance with the visitation schedule promulgated in the 2nd Judicial District, a copy of which is attached to this order. 4. The court wants to promote cooperation between the parties, but strongly encourages both of them to adhere to the schedule as much as possible. 5. The court finds that the plaintiff is in contempt of this court's previous order for his failure to pay the defendant alimony. The court notes that he unilaterally made the decision not to pay alimony and actually testified that he did not intend to pay it before he entered into the property settlement agreement. The court further finds that the plaintiff is in contempt for his failure to pay child support in accordance with the order of the court. The parties must realize that once their agreements are reduced to a court order, then they are expected to comply therewith or seek court approval of any modification. The court will defer any sentencing on the finding of contempt for 90 days. The plaintiff may purge himself of contempt by paying the balance of $17,540.01, which is $13,040.01 in back child support and $4,500 in back alimony. End of quote. The father appealed, bringing before the appellate court the question of whether a change in the amount of visitation was still consistent with joint custody. Quote, Heilman argues that the circuit court's modification of the custodial schedule is essentially a modification of custody and has denied him approximate and reasonable equal division of time with the children, which is the definition of joint custody. See Art Code and Section 913101A5. Therefore, he argues, the circuit court should have been required to find a material change of circumstances before making such a change. As an initial matter, because the circuit court did not modify the party's joint custodial arrangement, there is no need for this court to conduct a material change in circumstances analysis. The Arkansas Supreme Court established this principle in Nally v. Adams, 2021, ARC 191. The circuit court here did not change the joint custody designation or grant Heilman visitation. It simply adjusted the party's physical custodial schedule during the school year due to a change in circumstances, not a material change in circumstances. 
When the original agreement was signed, both parties lived in Jonesboro, and the children had not reached school age. After Heilman made the decision to work full-time in Lexington, Kentucky, it was not possible for him to exercise his custodial time as set forth in the agreement. Therefore, the circuit court eliminated the Tuesday-Wednesday custodial time and enlarged Heilman's weekend custodial time from two nights to four nights. End of quote. As to challenges of best interest, the Court of Appeals reasoned it was considered by the circuit court. Quote, the appellate courts do not require a circuit court to use magic words if it is obvious that the circuit court considered the child's best interest. End of quote. Contempt. The circuit court found him in contempt for failure to pay child support and alimony, but contempt was not subject to appeal because no sanctions were imposed. Quote, the court stated that it would defer sentencing on the finding of contempt for 90 days, allowing him to purge himself of contempt by paying the balance due. Heilman has appealed the court's order, but we hold that the contempt order in this case did not impose a sanction and contemplates further judicial action, so it is not appealable. End of quote. Judge Verdon concurred, quote, The very fact that our court has split five to four on this case— with good and valid points put forth by both the majority and the dissent, is proof enough that the law on this matter has become unwieldy and unpredictable at best and confusing at worst. It is time for a cleansing and simplification. Whether this comes from the legislative branch or our Supreme Court, it is now due. If, in fact, the poll star consideration is the best interest of children, isn't it time to toss out the semantics in favor of one standard in these disputes? Start with the presumption of joint custody. If that will not work due to the circumstances of the parents or the children, the matter should be presented to the circuit court, which will have one task, to determine what arrangement is in the best interest of the children. Not a simple task, but a simple standard. It eliminates the competing phraseology to find a favorable standard to be applied. End of quote. Judge Barrett dissented and was joined by Judges Hickson, Murphy, and Brown. Quote, in Nally, in reviewing a requested modification of a joint custody arrangement, the Supreme Court coined a new amorphous descriptive term and established a new concept in modifying joint custody arrangements. However, the Nally opinion did not provide guidance to the bench nor the bar on how to apply this new concept. The Nally Court coined the heretofore unused phrase, parenting time, and for the first time, the Nally Court authorized a circuit court to adjust the party's parenting time with their children without calling the adjustment a change of custody or a change of visitation. This is important because if Nally had referred to this adjustment of parenting time as a change of custody or visitation, that would have required the circuit court to follow decades of change of custody law and the requirements of proving a material change of circumstances and the best interest of the children. To the case at bar. The circumstances between the parents clearly changed. These changes are set forth sufficiently in the majority opinion. Suffice it to say, the father, Heilman, changed jobs, which required significant additional travel time, making it difficult to participate in a typical joint custody arrangement. The mother, Cahoon, filed a petition for contempt, including a modification of the custodial arrangement between the parties. In the mother's prayer for relief, 
the mother prays the court to modify the prior orders of the court to grant the petitioner full custody of the minor children. The father filed an answer denying the allegations and the request for relief. The father went into the hearing with some semblance of joint custody. Depending on which party to believe, his parenting time days were somewhere between 50-50 and 40-60 with the mother. The father came out of the hearing with parenting time with his children only every other weekend. In my view, that radical adjustment in parenting time constituted a de facto change of custody that required the circuit court to find a material change of circumstances and determine the best interests of the children. The majority is of the opinion that this is a Nally case. I disagree for two reasons. First, in Nally, the Supreme Court specifically held that a traditional change of custody, material change of circumstances analysis was not required because neither party in Nally filed a motion to change custody, which leads us to conclude that a material change in circumstances analysis is not triggered in this case as neither party sought an actual change of custody. That is not true in the case at Barr. Clearly, the mother, Cahoon, filed a motion to change custody as quoted above. Therefore, the very foundation upon which Nally was built is not present here. The second reason I believe that Nally is not authority for the case at Barr is that the change of parenting time awarded the mother was to such a degree as to constitute a de facto change of custody, which triggers the traditional change of custody and visitation requirements. End of quote. The court's dissenting opinion continued, quote, Despite a radical change of parenting time, the circuit court maintained that the parties still enjoyed joint custody. The majority reasons that because the circuit court maintained the joint custody moniker, Nally allows the court to adjust the parents' respective parenting time at will, even without an analysis of the best interest of the children. Clearly, merely considering and relying on the moniker joint custody as retained by the circuit court is not a proper disposition of the matter. End of quote. End of decision.